0: Paid for by Johnson for Governor. This is Every Vote Counts, Utah's Race for Governor 2016.
1: Covering the issues that are most important to our state.
0: I'm Rand DeWitt, and joining me is Republican candidate for governor and chairman of the board for Overstock.com, Jonathan Johnson. Welcome.
1: Rand, thanks for having me on. It's great to be with you.
0: Well, thank you for coming on the show and giving myself and the listeners a chance to know more about you, and specifically on this show, your education plan. Uh, Today we're going to be discussing Common Core, localized decision-making and the shortage of school counselors who are truly needed in order to help the children of Utah discover their potential. But first um, let's give the people a rundown on who you are personally, Jonathan. Uh, You've been married for 27 years to your lovely wife, Courtney, you've got uh, five sons, the eldest being Jonathan the fourth.
1: I do. Uh, Courtney and I, uh, we met when we were starving students in college. Uh, It's not a very unique story but we were married uh, early. We have five children. They're all boys. So our house is just as loud and as smelly as you <laughs> might think that it would be. They've all gone or are going to the public schools in Utah. And our oldest son, Jonathan, uh, just got married. So we finally got a girl. In the <laughs>
0: Congratulations. Folks, you can find out more about Jonathan Johnson by going to his website, HireJJ.com. He's also on Twitter, at now. That's the letter J, Johnson Now. And on Facebook, facebook.com slash J now. Now, on to education. Let's start with the big one, Common Core. It's uh, become a substantial issue in this gubernatorial race. Uh, in 2010, Governor Herbert led the charge of Utah's acceptance of the federal Common Core standards. And now for six years, he's championed the program. And even just a few months ago, he was telling voters at the Utah County Convention who were concerned about these intrusive regulations, that Common Core wasn't the boogeyman and that this was something that Utah needed. So, uh, Jonathan, uh, is Common Core the boogeyman or is it just misunderstood?
1: Well, I'll tell you this. It's not something Utah needs. When Governor Herbert calls it the boogeyman and says it's misunderstood, I think he doesn't get it. He doesn't get that parents want to be involved in their children's education. Parents and grandparents want to be involved in the standards uh, that will be taught at the schools where their kids study. Governor Herbert's been a champion at Common Core. I understand why he's defended it. It's his baby. He brought it to Utah six years ago. He signed the contract that got us into it. The National Governors Association, which he chairs, has advocated it in state after state. The problem is it's not good for Utah might be good for the federal government or the National Governors Association, but it's not good for Utah.
0: Why do you believe parents are so frustrated with Common Core, and what would the Johnson administration do to remedy the issue?
1: So the parents are frustrated with it for a lot of reasons. First, they see it as a top-down system where, whether it's the Federal Department of Education or governors from the National Governors Association, or even the State Board of Education setting these standards, they feel like they have no voice. They feel like they have no voice. And so what I will do as I end the Common Core mandate as governor is to make sure that local school districts and charter schools, which act like local school districts, get to choose the standards that they want to have taught in their schools. Now, our state school board will have to approve those standards. That's something they're constitutionally required to under our state constitution but when decisions are made closest to the people they affect they're better decisions we got to let local school boards uh, make these decisions so one of the reasons parents are frustrated they don't feel like they have a say in the process the other reason that they're frustrated is they don't like the curriculum that that flows from the common core standards it's curriculum that's progressive uh, in what it's teaching, Uh, it's curriculum that has test questions that that no one can see. Uh, They feel like they just don't have a, a chance to be involved.
0: Now, your position is to let parents opt out of national and statewide testing. Why is this type of testing such a bad thing?
1: Well, that's a good question. I want to say I like standards, because if we don't have standards to measure against, we can't see improvement. And I like testing because that's how we measure. So I'm not anti-standards or anti test I have no very few parents that are. Uh, but the SAGE testing that we have done in Utah, uh, there are a lot of things wrong with it. Students never, it doesn't factor into their grades, they never review the questions they got wrong. You know, when I was a student, some of the biggest learning periods were when we'd go over the test and the questions I got wrong, I figured out why I got them wrong and what I hadn't learned and learned in the review. We don't do that with SAGE testing. Uh, Starting this year, we don't use the SAGE test to evaluate our teachers. So we're not using it to evaluate students. We're not using it to evaluate teachers. Uh, We are using it to data mine on our children. And look, if anyone knows data mining, it's a guy who runs an e-commerce company. It is powerful. Uh, It's one thing to use it with adults, consenting adults in a a commercial uh, setting, We shouldn't be doing it with five- and six-year-old
2: kids starting in kindergarten.
0: And right now we've got some audio from Governor Herbert on Common Core from the last debate, and I'd like to get your reaction. Okay.
2: If we define Common Core as the federal mandate to tell us what to teach and how to teach it, we're all opposed to it. The embracement of standards is done by our elected officials under our state constitution by the state school board. If we don't like the standards, we need to have them change it. We've worked with our attorney general to review that to say, have we somehow ceded that ability to control our own destiny when it comes to standards? And the answer is no. The curriculum, on the other hand, is done by the local school boards. They're not the same. If we don't like the curriculum, we can change that with our local school boards. What are your thoughts? Well,
1: you know, I I think the, the governor is being very careful with his words. The attorney general did do a report, and what that report found is the Utah core standards that we adopted in Utah in math and in English language arts were verbatim identical with the federal common core standards. These are federal standards that we've adopted. I also think that when the state adopted the common core standards and said, this is what we're going to use in every school district for all 600,000 plus students, that The state school board had exceeded its state constitutional authority. The governor referenced the state constitution. It says that the school board is to have general oversight over public ed. General oversight doesn't mean dictating specific standards, putting together a test like the SAGE test that all 600,000 students need to take. Look, if we want local control, which is what I want and what all work to put in place, then we need local school districts making the decisions. I mean, think about it. If if you're a parent listening to this show, my guess is you don't know who your state school board representative is. You may know who your local school board is comprised of. You certainly know who your principal and teachers are of your children. We've got to empower the decision-making to be at the levels that are closer to parents because parents know who's making them rather than so far away by faraway bureaucrats, whether those bureaucrats are in Salt Lake City or Washington, D.C.
0: You're listening to Every Vote Counts, Utah's race for governor 2016. I'm Randi Witt, and joining me is Republican candidate for governor and chairman of the board of Overstock.com, Jonathan Johnson. And Jonathan, one of your education positions is to allocate more district funds To local schools. Yeah. But Governor Herbert has been touting that there's been a $1.7 billion increase in new money for education over the past five years. Your thoughts?
1: Well, there has been more money spent. Uh, And the answer is, you know, when we say more money, more money, more money is the solution to every problem, I don't think we spend it efficiently. Uh, We have a $4.3 billion education budget in Utah. 10% of that starts and stops at the Utah State Office of Education. Many Utahns are frustrated with the Federal Department of Education making dictates telling us what to do. We could be just as frustrated with the Utah State Office of Education, which sucks up 10% of our education budget. You know, you then go uh, and you look at the local districts. Local districts generally spend 35 to 40% of their budget in administration. I want more of our $4.3 billion budget to be controlled at the principal level with local school community councils made up of teachers and parents and grandparents. Let them decide how to best spend money in their neighborhood schools. Uh, We can do better with the same amount of money. And then if more money is needed after we've eliminated these inefficiencies. We'll find places to get more money, but we can pay teachers more just by cutting the inefficiencies out that are in the system right now.
0: Now, tell us about your proposal for reading aids for first through third grade classrooms, and how are you going to go about executing this plan?
1: Well, reading, learning to read at an early age is really important. Uh, Study after study has shown that when kids read at grade level by the third grade, their chance for graduating from high school their chances for success in life just increase remarkably and conversely if they're not reading at grade level by third grade their graduation go, rates go down significantly they you know sadly their incarceration rates go up we need to do a better job making through our first second and third graders are reading so one of the things that that I've proposed and will work on is to get reading aids uh, more reading aids offered in first through third grade classrooms, and sometimes people say, well, Jonathan, that's going to take a lot of money, to which I say, that's one way to solve the problem. It's the conventional thinking way of solving the problem, but there are other ways to solve it. Uh, Utah has a great volunteer spirit. Anyone that was in Utah in 2002 during the Olympics saw how Utahns uh, showed up in droves to volunteer and, and help make that a great success and showcase utah years ago under governor walker we had a volunteer program for reading aids in first second and third grade under governors huntsman and herbert that's largely disappeared we can tap into that volunteer spirit so that moms and dads grandfathers and grandmothers are volunteering in the schools and not just the schools where their kids go but sometimes the cross town schools where there aren't as many parents who can volunteer Uh, let's tap into that volunteer spirit of utah help our children learn to read because when you learn to read then you can read to learn
0: okay now on to high school counselors in utah they are stretched so thin i mean they barely have time to discuss with students anything other than their graduation requirements under a johnson administration how will you solve this issue
1: boy you're you're spot on rand uh In Utah, by law, uh, we're required to have one counselor for every 350 students. Today in Utah, it's about one counselor for every 380 to 390 students. That means that uh, when our high school students are going to meet with their counselor, they're being told, you know, take a math class or, you know, make sure you get one more PE class so you graduate. That's not serving our children well. Uh, Our kids need to know they need more personalized counseling. Uh, I've got a son who was a senior in high school last year. and Courtney and I went in with him to meet with his counselor, who, by the way, was just fantastic. Uh, and, you know, she went over with Sam what he needed to graduate. And at that point I said, let's take it a little bit deeper. Sam loves math. Sam wants to be an engineer. I'm not worried about him not graduating. What assistance can you provide to help him get to the career he wants? And she said, oh. Well, if I knew that, you know, there are a lot of things we could do. And she opened a book, and before we knew it, Sam was signed up for an internship to work in an engineering firm a couple afternoons a week and get credit for it. We need counselors. We need to get that ratio down to about 250 to 1, which is kind of best practices nationwide, so that our counselors can say to the student, oh, you like this. Here are the options of things that you might also like. You know, maybe you're... Maybe you like math, and you so you can be a, a software engineer, or you know maybe you're going to help design machines, uh, or be a graphic designer. There's a lot of things that math can lead to that kids don't think about. You know, their one math mentor is a high school math teacher. You know, God bless all high school math teachers, and we should be trying to get more of them. But some people who love math don't realize that there's something beyond being a high school math teacher. So. I'm going to work to get, again, more counselors. And we may do this by needing to hire more counselors, or we can plug in retired people in the community. I can't tell you how many high school kids I've mentored over the years that I've worked with through youth groups at one place or another and said, you know, these are career options for you. And letters of recommendation that I've written to help them get into schools and different programs. Again, let's tap into Utah's volunteerism.
0: This is Every Vote Counts, Utah's race for governor 2016. I'm Randy Witt and being joined by Republican candidate for governor, Jonathan Johnson. And today we're discussing education. Uh, and you mentioned teachers. Um, we all know that most are underpaid and overworked. And there's also a looming teacher shortage. Uh, an educated workforce drives a good economy. We all know this. How do we motivate college students to earn degrees in teaching? And how do we take better care of those who are already in this vital position?
1: Yeah, boy. Uh You know, we have a looming teacher shortage in some parts of the state, but other parts of the states, we have a full-blown teacher shortage right now. Uh, I was last year down at Monument Valley High School and Whitehorse High School down in San Juan County. Their average teacher tenure at those high schools is a year. When the average is a year, you're looking at people that don't make it to a year. There's a lot of things we can do to help teachers and to, to bring people in that profession. One is we have to find a way to pay them more. And I think part of that starts with eliminating the bureaucracy and getting more of our education money spent in the classroom. Uh, One of my proposals is to make sure that teachers are reimbursed for out-of-pocket expenses they use to buy classroom school supplies. Uh, A year ago, I worked with a member of the state legislature to have the state school board find out how much the average public school teacher in Utah spent without being reimbursed for classroom school supplies. Turned out to be $425. And I'll tell you, every teacher I've told that has said, oh, yeah. And every spouse of every teacher I've told that has said, oh, no, it's much more than that. We can't be balancing the state budget on the backs of our school teachers. Uh, Whether it's paying them more or getting them money so they can buy classroom school supplies, this is what we should be spending our money on. The other thing we need to be doing, and it's different than a more money, more money, more money answer, is... We have to empower our teachers to make decisions for themselves. One of the problems with Common Core and with the SAGE test is it's this top-down demand for what teachers have to do. They spend so much time teaching to a test that doesn't factor into people's grades that they feel like robots. I've found uh, that when I employ people or when I'm dealing with my own children, if they feel like they can make their own choices, they make better choices. Teachers will be more enthusiastic and more eager to to stay in the profession. And they'll do a better job of teaching if they can use their own judgment to teach Johnny and Billy and Susie and Amy and not just, you know, walk through the checklist of what has to be taught.
0: Now, we've got some more audio now from the recent debate between yourself and Governor Herbert on the governor's control over electing the state school board and it being as complicated as the Byzantine process of picking the pope.
2: You know, the, the funny thing about that is that the people have said that we picked two conservative people on the school board, not enough uh, in favor of public education. So just the contrary of what's been illustrated is what's taken place. We've had a good balance. We've had good school board members. They're elected by the people. They have a responsibility under our state constitution. If you don't like the standards, then I suggest you run for the state school board. That's where you can make a big difference.
0: Did he just nominate you for school board?
2: Uh, Well, I think so. Uh, But, you know, later on in the debate, he
1: asked me to run for the state legislature and then Congress. And I think if the debate had gone on for another 20 minutes or so, he might have endorsed me to run for governor, but, but, <laughs> but we'll never know. Uh, look, the state school board election has been Byzantine, and it was so complicated and so convoluted, the courts declared it illegal. Uh, and the governor did not pack it with conservative people. He packed it with folks that loved Common Core. That was the vetting process. Our state school board should be doing what it's supposed to do under the state constitution, providing general oversight to public ed not setting standards and the test that all of our students take. Let's do that at the local
0: level. You're listening to Every Vote Counts, Utah's race for governor 2016. Randy Witt here, along with Jonathan Johnson, Republican candidate for governor, also the uh, chairman of the board of Overstock.com. Find out more about Jonathan at HireJJ.com. He's also on Twitter, at JJohnsonNow. That's the letter J, Johnson Now. And on Facebook, Facebook.com slash JJohnsonNow. Now, now uh, let's go back to Common Core for a moment. Do you think forcing programs like this on Utah's teachers discourage them from being more creative? Because some would say that the structure actually allows them to be more creative on how they deliver the curriculum.
1: Well, I, I mean, I hear differing opinions on that. But most teachers that I know say that the Common Core standards have eliminated all creativity in what they can do. They feel like there's so much that they have to do, and it's dictated so specifically that they spend all their time going down checklists uh, and getting things done. And they can't personalize the learning to the kids in the classroom. Teachers are boots on the ground. They do just fantastic work. And I'm so thankful to every great teacher in in Utah, particularly the ones that have taught my children. The ones that teach best— know the children in their classroom best, and they individualize the teaching. And all kids learn differently. I've got five sons, same nature, same nurture. They all learn very differently. I found that the case with just about every child I've ever met. We need to allow teachers the the flexibility to be creative in how they teach. And we can do that with standards that are developed at a local level rather than this one-size-fits-all common core that we have now.
0: Now, on to your Lieutenant Governor candidate, Robin Bagley. Um, she founded a charter school in Davis County that has found a lot of success, particularly with at risk high school students. How do you plan to utilize Robin's knowledge in the education field, and why did you pick her as your running mate?
1: Well, I'm glad you asked about Robin because I love to brag on her. She huh. is fantastic. I've known Robin for about 10 years. She's a big champion of personalizing education, of being innovative and creative, of giving parents choice and how uh, their children are educated. Three years ago, she started a new charter school uh, up in Davis County. It's called Career Path High. It's located on the Davis Applied Technology College campus. And it's taking kids that were dropping out of school, dropping out of high school. They weren't going to graduate. And through using innovative teaching techniques, these kids are graduating with a high school diploma and a certificate from the Davis Applied Technology College. And that certificate might be in nursing or phlebotomy or diesel mechanics or as machinists. These kids have not only graduated from high school, but they are job and, more importantly, career-ready. Robin's going to be a great asset to me. She understands the education landscape. She speaks the education language. She's worked with the legislature for years. And most importantly... She's going to be very candid and honest with me. Uh, One of the things I've learned in running a large organization is I don't need a room full of yes men and yes women that create an echo chamber. Robin will tell me when she thinks I'm wrong. And that's important because I know I won't be right all the time. Uh, And I'll rely on her to to help me better understand education uh, and to get rid of the Common Core mandate and to move forward with personalizing education, localizing education in the way that it should be done in Utah.
0: Now, as a chairman of the board of Overstock.com, I'm sure you're very, very aware of this, Uh, but over 70% of Utah businesses say they can't find enough educated workers to fill open, high-paying positions within their companies. How, as governor, would you fix that?
1: Well, I mean, that's a huge problem. It's a problem at Overstock. I sit on the board of Trustees of the Utah Technology Council and the largest tech companies to the smallest tech companies in Utah have a hard time doing that. I talked to the Utah Manufacturers Association. They say the same thing. This isn't a short term fix. I mean, short term fixes to make Utah more attractive to people that we get to move in from out of state. But the medium term and long term fixes are we need to have more counselors that let students know these are high paying jobs and careers. Uh, and these are the kind of things you can do if you like math. Become a statistician. Be a big data cruncher for a, a e-commerce company uh, or for a bank or for a financial services company. That takes a deep skill in math. Uh, that's what counselors will do. Uh, we need to do a better job of teaching the STEM subjects, science, technology, engineering, and math, starting uh, in elementary school. I love the Lego leagues that pop up uh, around the state and we should be encouraging those. My view of education is, is this. A byproduct will be a strong workforce. But the primary goal should be that we are teaching our children to learn and how to love to learn. Uh, if we do that, we'll solve the workforce problems.
0: And Jonathan, who has the primary responsibility of educating children? And what is the state's role?
1: Well, the primary responsibility of educating our children lies with parents. It's the parents' responsibility. Now, under our state constitution, we have to provide free public education. And some parents, like Courtney and I have, partner with the state and send our kids to the local district schools. Some parents go to the other end of the spectrum and they homeschool. Uh, Boy, every homeschool parent I just honor. They are doing great work out there. And some people fall somewhere in the middle of that spectrum. They send their kids to charter schools or use online learning or uh, they'll send them to private schools. We need to make sure that each parent has the ability to educate their children the way they want. And I think part of the way we do that is we do what has been been done in some of our neighboring states like Nevada and Arizona and probably a handful of other states around the the country where they – They've passed laws that are called education savings accounts or empowerment students accounts. They're always called ESAs. And they allow parents to spend some of the taxpayer-funded education money the way they want to use it on their children, whether that's online learning, charter schools, private schools, homeschooling, a mix and match of, of all of those. It really lets a parent say, okay, this child needs to learn this way. And this is how I want to teach them. And another child may need to learn another way. If we remember that the responsibility lies with the parents, it helps us in our decisions to empower the the parents rather than to protect and empower the system that's in place today. System's not bad, uh, but the primary goal of the system is to educate children. That's what we need to remember.
0: All right, folks. Well, the Republican primary is coming up on June 28th. Um, If if you're not registered to vote, uh, you need to log on to vote.utah.gov. And, uh, Jonathan, any uh, closing uh, messages for the folks that are listening?
1: Well, look, I've been running a grassroots campaign uh, and talking to people, and I'm asking you to hire me to be the state's next governor. That's why my website is HireJJ.com. I think that the quality of leaders that we elect or hire determines the quality of government that we get. We're too long with the status quo. We're too long having the same old sets of eyes and minds look at the problems. When you have the same people look at the same problems, you get the same solutions. Uh, I'm ready to, to change how we do education, to improve how we do education. So I hope people will get out and vote on June 28th and hire J.J.
0: Folks, that wraps up Every Vote Counts, Utah's race for governor, 2016. Uh, Jonathan Johnson's been joining us today. Uh, he's a Republican candidate for governor and also the chairman of the board of Overstock.com. Thank you very much for your time.
1: Thank you, Rand. It's been great to be on the show.
0: Uh, and as he mentioned, you can find out more about all his positions at HireJJ.com. That's HireJJ.com. He's also very active on social media. You can go to Twitter, at JJohnsonNow. Once again, that's at the letter J, Johnson now. And also on Facebook, facebook.com slash now. And folks, uh, like Jonathan said, uh, primaries are on June 28th. You got to get registered. Uh, you must be a Republican to vote in this primary. Uh, you can get all of the information you need either on JJ's website, hirejj.com, or you can go to vote.utah.gov. That's vote.utah.gov. That's every vote counts for now. Utah's race for governor 2016. Again, go to vote.utah.gov. Paid for by Johnson for Governor.